The Golden Stallion is here for you. And baby, I got to tell you, I had, wow. So today is, uh, it was another day of Porkfest. And I had to give my big talk in the big pavilion. And let me tell you, I, so I gave this at 3 p.m. So this is kind of a prime time, you know, people showing up, whatever else. And that room, the pavilion, I don't know, it could seat maybe a couple hundred, I don't know, something like that. And then you could have people standing around and whatever. And baby, this was standing room only today. I mean, wow, did people show up to, you know, to hear about this. Um, I, I, I was, I was in absolute awe. Uh, <laughs> it was just like a it was kind of a, like a mini sea of people. And uh, I mean, all kinds of people, you know, men, women, you know, whatever else. I mean, just a, a beautiful crowd. It was really, really wonderful. So I gave that talk. Um, it was all about, uh, you know, reclaiming privacy, uh, you know, in our mobile world. Um, boy, I could have, I probably could have just opened it up to questions. But I guess initially I sort of had to let people know, you know, that I know what the hell I'm talking about. Because, I mean, there were there were quite a few Sovereign Tech listeners there. In fact, today I got to meet so many wonderful Sovereign Tech listeners that I know I've interacted with online um, and have really, I mean, honestly, they've enriched my life in those interactions. And it was just so great to really meet these people in the flesh. Um, met some patrons. I know I know met some patrons there. Uh, that was really wonderful. And so I gave this talk. Went about an hour. I mean, I think people wanted it to, to, to keep on going. I mean, they were, I mean, it just, they filled the place up, you know, and it wasn't because it was raining outside because at the time it was actually, it was, it was fairly sunny. Um, they were just there and they wanted to hear it and, and you know, and make it happen. Um, and then after that talk, and you're going to hear this talk, by the way, in a minute, um, I, I have the audio and you're going to hear that. What you're not going to hear the audio from, and I kind of wish I set it up. I didn't know how this was going to shape up, um, but they set it up. The uh, The organizers, uh, you know, set it up. They, I mean, they, they just treated me like gold. It was really nice. Um, they set it up so that I could do a workshop in this tent just adjacent to uh, to the pavilion, this, this big tent. And a whole slew of people just... Whew, went right over there and filled that baby up, you know, to, to, to hear me talk there. Now, originally I thought that this was going to be a workshop and I had, uh, the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy to be there, you know, to help people maybe install signal or something like that. I had, um, uh, Paige Peterson was also quote unquote on call, thankfully, uh, you know, to help anybody out. And it was just, you know, it turned into like just a second hour of my talk <laughs> where people just wanted to keep asking more questions and more questions. Um, and they, they're really appreciative. They seem to, you know, like a lot of people are saying, wow, man, like, like how the hell do you know all that? <laughs> it was, it was, it was really something. Um, but unfortunately that second hour, because I didn't expect it to be like more of a talk, I would have recorded it if I thought it was going to be a talk. Uh, but I didn't record that, but there was a lot. I told some funny stories, uh, some stories about the FBI, uh, personally (laughs) about about me, uh, some other things. And, uh, but again, sadly, I, I didn't at least, I mean, maybe the, you know, in the future, uh, the event organizers for Porkfest might actually have that audio, but I wasn't able to get it independently. So I can't show it to you now, but maybe it'll be something, a bonus in the future because they had microphones and everything was connected. So I can't imagine why they wouldn't have recorded what was going on. So anyway, um, and I mean, it was funny because then they had, there was a panel that came in after mine and, um, 
you know, everybody was just kind of like, though, following me as I'm, you know, heading out. They're just following me, leaving the tent. And like, then they start circling around me uh, and, and just just awesome people. It was so great to, to talk to everybody. Um, I couldn't get to everybody's questions. I, I got to see some old friends. That was very nice. Uh, it's, it's really just been I mean, it, it's been dynamite uh, connecting with everybody. So, uh, and I, I might be mistaken in this, but I'm pretty sure I, I, I already got asked to speak again next year. So, <laughs> so what the hell? I mean, why, why would I, why would I turn it down? Um, so I'm certainly happy to do that. Uh, I, I mean, even the, actually, if, if I'm, you know, again, there's a chance that somehow my memory is failing me, but, um, the president of the Free State Project said, Hey, yeah, come back next year, you know, make sure you talk and everything. And, and well, rock and roll. Okay. So I'll do it. Uh, and maybe next year I'll, so I'm going to, I'm going to do something special for Sovereign Tech tomorrow, but maybe next year I'll organize it so that there's a live Sovereign Tech, um, that happens. Cause I think that that would be, uh, that'd be very exciting. So anyway, you're going to get to hear my talk. Uh, my main talk that I gave in the pavilion to a lot of people and um well i hope you enjoy it so for sovereign tech listeners especially patrons these might be things you've heard me say a million times uh but maybe there's nuggets in there that you haven't heard before um i start talking about the the story that had already come out about the you know what is it like some odd 200 million um uh, voter voters where their their information's been leaked from of course this from 2012 I'll bring up some of that, uh, which I'll probably talk about, if not on tomorrow's Sovereign Tech, on a future Sovereign Tech. Uh, but anyway, just a great time. Um, I really wish I caught that audio for what was supposed to, again, was originally you know going to be like a workshop, and it ended up just becoming a huge Q&A uh, session. But I imagine I'll be able to find that uh, at some point. So, But anyway, it was a real honor uh, to speak in front of so many people. Uh, I got to connect with a lot of people doing some very interesting projects, Freedom Coders, uh, some others. I mean, really, really cool stuff. Uh, so that's it. I, I won't take much more of your time here, and we'll just we'll just bam right in uh, to the, uh, you know, to the talk, and I will let the uh, applause, this really standing ovation, uh, you know, I'll let it ride it out. Uh, so there you go. And of course, there will be a new Sovereign Tech out this week. Uh, might come out a little later at night on Saturday, uh, just because I'm not exactly sure I'm going to record it when I'm going to get to upload it, because the internet is kind of a spotty situation. But I'll do that, and uh, and, and we'll rock it out, and you'll have it. And then, uh, of course, i got a lot of great content planned uh, for uh, for next week that you'll uh, you'll be able to enjoy. And hopefully we'll have a lot, a lot of new patrons. Um, oh, before, geez, before I go darkandroid.info. You know what that website used to be, but now that URL, it will take you to, guess what? My very first book. My very first book. It's Dark Android, a 2017 edition. I'll probably talk about the book more at length on um, on Sovereign Tech, okay, on this week's Sovereign Tech. But if you want to get your hands on it, all you got to do is type in darkandroid.info. It will take you right to the book. This is a book, I'll, I'll just say this here. This is a book for everybody any technical level, okay, that, you know, if you're a Sovereign Tech listener, this is the book you want to be, and it's it's available on Kindle right now as an ebook. It'll be available in other formats in the future. It's only $2.99, but this is a book that you can hand to your brother, you know, to family members, to friends, whatever, who even aren't tech savvy at all, that will help them if they have an Android device, and even if they have an iOS device, there's a lot of good tips in there, but it will get them hooked up with using these encrypted technologies. So uh, I'm very excited to have my very first book out there. I mean, I am so like, you cannot, I am tickled pink 
at the idea of being uh, an author. It's re very exciting for me. So anyway, so that's out there, darkandroid.info. That's enough. I'll let you, you can now hear my talk on reclaiming privacy. Woo! And I'll see you on the other side. So privacy, I think everybody probably has a pretty good idea of what privacy is. 
privacy means that what you say, what you do, what you're doing, actions you take, perhaps things you buy, whatever, are not revealed to anybody else. That's privacy. Now, security is not the same thing. Here's an obvious example. Same people not knowing what you buy. Okay? Uh, security would be you can feel secure, well, maybe you should feel too secure, but you can feel relatively secure that when you buy something from Amazon, nothing is happening to your credit card information. Uh, and that they know what you bought, obviously, because they have to ship it to you, uh, but the transaction itself is relatively secure. So there's one, just one example of how security and privacy are two very separate things. But the argument could be made that you really can't have that security without that privacy. Uh, of course, you know, you go down the, down the road of, well, you know, you're making a voluntary transaction with, uh, with Amazon and things like this, that's fine. Um, but that's where really anonymity comes in. Anonymity would mean that like nobody knows, even where you were buying from, has no clue what exactly you bought or what your transaction is. Now this is possible when you consider technologies like Open Bazaar. Has anybody been talking about Open Bazaar at Porkfest at all? Yes, probably. Yeah, there's been people talking about it. Okay, good. So that's an example though, again, of where, where you see that anonymity is a completely separate thing. So the first thing you get to understand about reclaiming your privacy is what actually privacy is. For getting security, what actually security is. For anonymity, maybe people don't think so much about going after anonymity. Uh, but it might be also, just like security and privacy or kissing cousins, might actually end up being a love triad. And anonymity is part of that love triad. Woo! Uh, woo yeah, there we go. So, do, does everybody, do, do you get what I'm saying here about anonymity, privacy, and security, three separate things? Does anybody disagree at all? No, nobody disagrees, fantastic, good. That will make this all go very smoothly. So when you understand those three things, uh, then we can get into what actually is happening, what is going on, why don't you have privacy, why don't you have security, uh, because guess what, in a lot of ways, you don't. Um, it doesn't, you know, how many leaks, suppose there, there was that big voter leak the other day, 198 million uh, you know, voter accounts or information, you know, information about 198 million voters uh, was leaked, I mean, it's the largest of all time, yes, it was from like 2012, but that's the problem, is that when you use, when you have these interconnected technologies per se, or when you're using digital technologies like, uh, vote, like even electronic voting, you end up, you know, if you don't have these three concepts baked in, privacy, anonymity, and security, this is what happens. So one of the first things that would, like, let's say, for example, the voting thing. I mean, the easiest thing to do would be to not vote, honestly. I think that'd be a great thing for you to do anyway. But that's just my opinion. To take it easy, okay? <laughs> Uh, but uh, one of the best things you, you know, really that you could have done in that case would have been to, you know, if there was a way, I know people want to talk about secret ballot or something like this, um, but would be to limit the amount of information that you get out in general, okay? Like, not give them that info. And this is something that's a problem across the board with just about any tech company out there, is that they want to collect as much information as they can about you. And you may think that it's largely benign. You may think, oh, I'm just being part of the democratic process or something like this, you know, when I go to vote. But then, again, yes, that information was from 2012, but now 198 million people have lots of information out there uh, in the world. I mean, it got bugged out. I, you know, we, we don't need to get into the specifics on all that. The problem line is that it's feasible, it's possible that lots of people have the information out there about you. So if it was never collected in the first place, that would be great. Now, the average way that you work, you, know, you only vote every, what, two years, four years, I don't know, whatever, whatever the time frame happens to be. So that's not the best example to talk about there. But let's talk about some of these tech giants out there that you deal with all the time. Like most of you said, you use Android, okay, which is great, uh, because Android gives you options. 
However, there's some degree of limitations to that. One of them being, of course, who operates, who owns and operates Android. That's alphabet slash Google. Big Google, big G. Not got it. Alpha Goo. Yeah, I'd like to put, there you go. Yeah, some sound effect whispers up there because I have a lot of nicknames for all these things. I'm trying not to use them, but yeah, Alpha Goo is what I call it. Uh, the reason I call it Alpha Goo is because it's important that Alpha Google became uh, an umbrella company, a parent company called Alphabet later on, and I think it's crazy to not want to address what every other little company underneath Alpha, Alphabet's umbrella. Uh, but, like that they don't interact with each other. Of course they do. So you want to keep that in mind. That's why I like to say alphabet slash Google or alpha Google. Um, Google does give you some degree of options within Android itself. I mean, this is an area where the few iOS users out there, you're great, because you don't ever have to use Google if you don't want to. It, it just doesn't have to come across the board. You can use the app and the apps. I mean, I don't want you to like, be driving in your car and roll off into a, a river or something because the app and that's, uh, you know. <laughs> might be a little, little problematic, uh, but you don't ever have to use Google, and that's great. That's where if you're an Android user, and you're not installing perhaps alternative operating systems which do exist as far as Android goes, you have what's called Lineage OS, you have Copperhead OS, um, you can use a completely open source version of Android called AOSP. Uh, that's, I mean, setting all those things up requires very specific hardware, and also it's not as easy as it used to be, and it is a complex situation. But those are things I'm definitely worth talking about, by the way, I'm doing a workshop. Uh, just after this, so if you want to talk about that sort of stuff, then we can certainly do that. Not that I can install the whole OS, OS on my phone, you know, in an hour or whatever. But anyway, you do have those options, uh, but most people aren't going to do that. So what can you do right now? I mean, it's very important, like we said, in the case of the example, the analogy of voting, like say with Google, like what happens if Google ever gets cracked into? Uh, and it is with any service, with any online service, I think it's very important to keep in mind that it's a matter of if not when. Or I mean, it's a matter of when, not if. Sorry. It's a matter of when. It's never a matter of if. It's just going to happen, and it probably already has happened, just nobody knows about it. Okay, so you want to limit the amount of information that you're giving to these people in the first place, because that will take care of your privacy, and then privacy indirectly affects your security. Because if you had, like, say that, say that voter leak, again, for example, say that no, none of that information was given to them, and all you did was like flip the switch and vote, you know, it would leak. Okay, well, it leaked. I mean, it would be the same information that everybody else did. That's why it's important to, why you want privacy, to make security as perfect as possible. Uh, there may be no such thing as perfect security, but you want to make it as, as perfect as possible in doing so. So, when minimizing data with Google, uh, there is this very simple, like, my activity. In fact, even if you're an Apple user, you can go to this. It's myactivity.google.com. And there's a slew of switches that you can go to where you can just start turning everything right off. Saying, don't keep track of this, don't keep track of this, don't keep track of this. Now, the trade-off of doing things like this, so minimizing the amount of data that you give to these companies, is that in the security world, you have a constant trade-off, which is security and convenience. Want more security? You're going to lose convenience. And as it stands right now, it doesn't appear that there's ever going to be I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. So, you know, you're going to have to, if you want security, you're going to have to instantly get it in your head. There's going to be convenience loss, whatever that happens to be. If it's because when you start moving stuff away from Google, if it's because you're going to end up with, uh, you know, not having a location history, perhaps anymore, that makes it easier for you to travel with Google Maps. I mean, these are just things you have to consider. To have anything that looks remotely like privacy or security, there are a lot of modern conveniences that are going to go the way of the doing. They don't have to get rid of all of them, and everything's up to personal taste, everything's up to personal threshold, and that's fine. But 
This, that's the name of the game if you're trying to get privacy again. Now, it's important to bring up, I guess I'm saying, I, I didn't even get into why you want to be concerned about Google so much, even outside of um, you know, your own data leaking or getting cracked into or something like this. Uh, how many people, and if you don't, you know, it's fine, I, I, I promise I really won't change it. How many people, how many people here know what corporatism means? Have you ever heard the term corporatism? Here we got quite a few. Okay, so corporatism, I'll just say it quickly. Corporatism is the concept that corporations, companies work in conjunction with the government. That's a very basic definition of that. Um, and I think that that's very true just by the nature of their ability for these companies to, to operate in the United States. In fact, it's long been known uh, by the late Ray Castro Bowden, who said that, or who found out quickly, he actually worked for Microsoft back in the 90s, that there was a law in the books that any company that runs servers in the United States has to, at the drop of a hat, hand over all of their data on their servers. Uh, you know, once the government comes to call it. This goes true for Google, this goes true for Apple, this goes true for Microsoft, doesn't matter. If they run in this country, that's what they need to do. Uh, and that's why a lot of people will spend, like say, if you're setting up a website, like the iPhone website, COG.email, um, I pay for hosting, I pay extra for hosting outside of this country. Okay, to try and circumvent that law. Now you can argue that, well, yeah, but if you try and circumvent that law, you know, the NSA is gonna get it anyway. Yeah, you might be right. And in fact, that's an important point to bring up as well. Is that if you if you are a targeted individual, everything I'm describing here about doing about trying to get your privacy back, trying to get your security back, all of this. If you are targeted, say by an alphabet organization like the NSA, like the FBI, whatever it happens to be, I mean, like it's like a manhunt situation. You're, you're screwed. Like there's nothing, I, and, and maybe this will get people to walk, you know, cause people to walk out or something. But there's just nothing you can do. They they have they really have all this stuff cornered. Um, most people don't even consider, I mean, everything I'm telling you about would be on cell phones, perhaps laptops, things like this, that doesn't say anything about buying gas, you track me do that, you know, what you do with your credit card, when you go to the store, if you're using cash, lots of these other things, and there's so many different areas where, look, if they're targeting you, it's over. But, that's not to say that everything's futile, I mean, there's something to be said for making things expensive for you. So we're kind of starting off with Google on making things expensive. But my point is, is that since we do live in a corporate society, uh, Ron Paul certainly said that there's plenty of things that are readily admissible. Uh, you really do not want to hand over so much information to these companies because they are, like you said, by law, to even operate in this country, they are going to have to hand that information over to the government when they need to, or whenever they want it. Uh, so that's a very real concern. Now, the beauty of that is that you can have security. You can have things like a, a signal. How many people have a signal app installed? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. Now that's exciting. I'm done. You guys have a signal. I'm out. <laughs> what else am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> yeah, Ernie's just waiting to Because I got you, you see. No, I, I got to ask this question. Yeah, all right, go for it. I went to a new phone. Here's a mic. Here's a mic. Here's a mic. Ernie's starting questions. I love them. But Ernie gets what he wants. It's just, you, you learn that quick enough. Okay. You, right. you did encourage me to use it, and all of a sudden we're on the air. I do it live. It goes to, yeah, but it's the same technology as WhatsApp. WhatsApp, Facebook, so, you know, hell of that. So then I, I downloaded Signal, and before we even got to the break, all of a sudden people were texting me, hey, welcome to Signal, welcome to Signal. Right. Then I'm going, well, that doesn't seem very private. So I'm just going, <laughs> So it may be encrypted, but one of the big chunks of information I don't want the man to know is who I'm encrypting with. Right. When I went to a new phone to load, uh, download signal again, 
the permissions were like twice as long as they were when I did it months before. Yeah, because they had a lot of features. Right? So, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the app that will give me encrypted communication that they don't know who I'm talking to. That, that is a great point, Ernie, and actually that, that segues in nicely to what I was about to talk about. Um, so the address signal directly. Now, this is a company where they do operate or, or quite a bit in the United States, and they have had the FBI and whatever other offensive organization go, you know, go to their offices and say, hand us over the information, and they did, they complied with the law that I described to that, okay, we'll give you the information. But all they could give you was the fact that you have an account, you know, your phone number, and the last time that you ever used it. And that's all they've got. Everything else is completely encrypted. This is that importance of privacy and security. Uh, but it does not have the anonymity. That's what, that's what I think, Ernie, that's what you're looking for. Um, so this goes to the point that I made earlier, which is security and convenience. Now, the way to quickly secure that who you're talking to and verify who you're talking to is via a phone number. For, for contracts, uh, a, great, a great technology still to use to this day for privacy, security, and anonymity is PGP. All right, PGP encryption is one of the oldest versions of encryption. It's still one of the best. Uh, you know, it does the job. You set it up with an email. There's one kind of small problem. Okay, and it used to be addressed years ago back when PGP was kind of a, a very underground thing. One would argue it still is an underground thing. They do what's called key parties. Okay, now. I'm not talking about key parties where, you know, a few guys, a few gals, and they're going to somebody's house, and then everybody's grabbing, you know, everybody's other keys, you know, for their cars, and they actually go home. Look, I have no problem with that. They rock and roll, you know. <laughs> that's certainly all the end of the right? But anyway, that's not what I mean. Key parties is that with uh, public key cryptography, which is what uh, Bitcoin is based off of, PGP is based off of, based, like a lot of these different uh, protocols are based off of. Um, what they, you share a public key with people to verify that it's you. The problem is, is that, particularly with PGP and with email, is that anybody can create an email at any time. You don't know who the hell you're talking to. And that PGP key, sure, could be valid, but again, you really don't know who you're talking to. As to where, with Signal, using phone numbers, it creates a very quick verification system. That, yes, it's absolutely this person, this person has that phone number, I can call them and, and make sure, you know, anywhere around the world. That doesn't mean that there's not such a thing as interception. I'm not talking about the signal particularly. Uh, but there's a reason that it's done that way, Bernie, and I, I totally understand that. But that is that situation where the convenience of quickly verifying who you're talking to and quickly creating a database of, of connected users. Because like the PGP, you know, you create a PGP for your email to encrypt it, you have to upload it to MIT, I mean, so that people can find it and everything, or unless you do a key party or you, you know, both kinds of key parties. How sexy is that? <laughs> do that and then encrypt your communications? It's mine, that's the right way to do it, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's the reason that it's set up that way. And I agree that that's not really the best, uh, that, that it works in that fashion. Uh, one of the, I've recommended PGP, uh, you know, using PGP encryption for email above Signal, and I still do to this day. A lot of people disagree with me on this, and I understand the disagreements. Uh, but for my personal threshold, yeah, I don't like that either. And I also don't like that for, that signal pretty much works on with, with the telcos. You have to pay the telcos money. And the telcos themselves, I mean, AT&T, we, we know. You know, you can read how many stories from the Washington Post just in the past year where AT&T admits that they have a revolving door. 
mean, I, on my show on Sovitech, I regularly say that when I, when I mention FBI, CIA, I say at and at the same time because they're an absolute government organization. It's just a fact. Okay, but to use Signal, you've got names, guys. And I think that that's debate. This is where with email, you know, you can set it up through anything. You can even have your own mail server. You can do it that way. I, I think it's just a far better infrastructure solution. Uh, the, the crypto is great, you know, so that's a that's, that's real problem. And we can talk more later about this. Particularly with Android, there's a very easy solutions uh, for setting up PGP email encryption on Android. Uh, there's an app called Open Keychain if you want to look for it. Uh, I mean, it is so basic. I wish it existed 20 years ago. And then everybody would probably be talking with, uh, with encrypted emails. So anyway, um, so that raises the, that, that's part of the concern is that a lot of these technologies that we're using on our smartphones, absolutely, uh, you know, there is there seems to always be that trade-off of privacy and security, uh, or not privacy, of security and convenience. Okay, and a lot of people want things to be convenient. I mean, how many people here ever have Facebook Messenger installed on their phones? Come on, be honest. I'll raise my hand. I've got it. Come on. Yeah, I know there's other people that you're not raising your hands. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so Facebook Messenger. Now that's the other thing that everyone was talking about was like was permissions and all this. But here's the thing. So a lot of people talk about one of the avenues for trying to reclaim our privacy and security is to use uh, new hardware, new phones. Like there's a black phone, right? Um, there's I'm trying to think of. There, there's a few other ones out. I know uh, there's a one called Granite Phone. Um, there, oh, there's one by by uh, by, by Matthew, right? Yeah, right. Um, these things are ridiculous because honestly, as soon as you install Facebook Messenger on there, all of that hardware means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. And you can give later versions of Android, you can like you can choose what permissions are allowed, like what you allow to work with an app. Um, I think it's from Android 6.0 and up. However, two things. One, you'll probably start losing functionality or like the app will start crashing. Uh, if you turn off certain features, like perhaps the microphone or something. Uh, the second part is, is those are what's called a soft switch, meaning that, okay, yeah, the software says it's off, but is it really off? And ironically, McAfee's phone, big, one of its big selling points is that it has all these hardware switches on the back, which I applaud. I, I, think, I think that's very nice. Uh, but the reason they went with hardware switches is to give you the confidence of knowing that what you turned off, you really turned off. Uh, so. They recognize, I'm assuming, they recognize that soft switches themselves are kind of an issue. So I'm talking about a very perfect world situation there, but I just want you to know that like, as soon as you started installing the ads and a lot of these things from some of these big companies, not just Google, but Facebook, Microsoft, whoever, I mean, all, all the security and all the attempts at privacy in the world are gone. I mean, they, they just they disappear just like that. So that's a, that's a real issue. Um, that goes back to you know pretty much me saying that look if you're targeted by one of these companies or something like that you know I've heard not many companies but by one of these organizations like the CIA FBI whatever I mean they're one of one of the ways they're going to get you another thing to, to think about this leads into the point of I wouldn't call it a tragedy of the commons but it's an issue of the commons and that is the more people that implement a lot of these different like things I'm talking about or like you know changing your mindset maybe not installing that app from that company or using things like Signal and stuff like this. Uh, when we start switching up to those, everybody kind of benefits from that. Because like you could do, you could be this guy, you know, you're wearing your dark shades, you've got your trench coat on and everything, you're being really private, you don't even have you don't even have a mobile phone, which would be phenomenal. What an easy way to get privacy, right? You think. Not really, because everybody else around here has a mobile phone. 
Okay, everybody else has that little microphone and that block of sensors in the pocket. So it really behooves everybody to use these best practices, to use these encrypted apps, to use encryption, because it can protect everyone. Because even if you think you're doing everything right, the person next to you, you know, like, like, oh, well, they can't listen to me, but then the person, you know, just, uh, I don't know, 10 yards or whatever away from you has their cell phone on, and then they can just listen in from the city like that. So I'm being kind of hyper hyperbolic, a little paranoid a bit of that, I admit, but that's the reality. That's why you want everybody on board with this stuff. I mean, when you're trying, you know, with a lot of these technologies that you end up using, and we'll describe a few more in a minute, with a lot of these technologies, when you're trying to, to sell people, like, why? Why should I use this? I, I'm not worried about anything. I don't have anything behind. But in reality, you know the individual is the single most important thing in the universe. It's about more than just you. Like, I mean, you know, really, everybody gets, everybody can be affected in a positive way if everybody gets on board with using encryption. Even to the basic stuff. Even if it's something that's not perfect. Like, uh, I mean, there's like earnings concerns and signal are absolutely valid. Still, making it just that much more expensive for these companies, for these alphabet soup organizations, for governments around the world, is a totally valid thing to do. And they can run out of money. I mean, you, you can see in a lot of their control centers where they, you know, they're uh, overheating, they can't, they can't keep up with the amount of hard drives that come in. I mean, like, like it really does affect them in a very serious way. In fact, when you, there's leaked documents that talk about how um, you can set up with Tor, I'm trying to remember the, the exact lineup that they recommend, or that was on the on like a slide from one of the snow leaks that said, "Where yeah, okay, we, we really can't pass this. This is very difficult." So it's possible to some degree to do this stuff, but it only really works when everybody's kind of using it and using it uh, interchangeably uh, between each other. So let's talk about some of the apps that can be used. Does everybody here? Let me ask this: Does everybody here agree that encryption should be used? And that like, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, there's a slide going on. Do you ever, if you want to have fun, go to Snopes and type in Steel Drones. You know what it comes up with? You know, Snopes is, Snopes is the site that's supposed to like debunk all these conspiracy theories and everything. When it gets to the Steel Drones, it says inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's. Yeah, so, all right, so a lot of people here agree with encryption use. How many people feel like, like, I mean, how, how I, let's see, how many people have their confidence level of their security setup? Uh, we'll do one to ten, I'll start with ten. How many, how many people feel like you're at ten that you haven't really figured out and you've got your security setup going? All right, good, because otherwise I don't know why you're here. So, <laughs> that's great. Um, how many people feel that are about like five? I mean, like, they're using some stuff. Okay, excellent. All right, you need to listen to some of them. Okay, um, so anyway, well, let's talk about some of these apps that can be used. Uh, a lot of this stuff is interchangeable with a desktop uh, that you can end up using to, you know, just create this great, uh, you know, new security best practices for yourself personally. Uh, one of the apps we already talked about was Signal. Uh, this is an app that's become very, very popular in a very short period of time. It's been around for a few years. Uh, it actually was created by an anarchist named Oxy Marlinspike, who still runs the company. Uh, he still cares about all that. And it has ever since uh, President Trump, uh, I can't believe I'm saying that, uh, ever since the president got elected, there has been some odd like 600% increase in usage of signal. People got it. But some of them are like, oh, wait a second. 
I mean, sorry, this is, this is very concerning to me. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll have a little fun with you right here. Uh, this isn't my own, I mean, it's kind of my own theory, but a lot of other people have this theory that Mark Zuckerberg will actually be running for president in 2020. Don't think it's so crazy. It's not so crazy. I mean, that's a, that's a, I, I could spend all day talking about that, but I won't. But I mean, imagine what's going to happen when you have a president in office that has direct access to, you know, the most popular surveillance system in the world, that being Facebook. I mean, there's no more bill. It still runs the company. You just ask for whatever. So anyway, um, yeah, so ever since the president got in office, uh, Signal has gone up significantly in use. I'm very glad to see that. Most of you here are using it, which is fantastic. Uh, this is an app that a lot of features, like Ernie mentioned, that now suddenly has tons of permissions. It's true. Those features uh, that have been added are like, uh, voice calling, or you know, making phone calls, video calls. Uh, there's disappearing messages, all these different things. And one of the nicer things about Signal as well is like those key parties I mentioned earlier, not the sexy ones, the uh, you can do that also. You can verify keys in person, which is a wonderful thing to do uh, you know, with Signal. So it's one of the, it's just pretty much now it's considered the gold standard. A lot of people hold it in higher regard than PGP, however, I do not. So if you're not already using Signal, get using it. If you're not using it all the time, get using it all the time. Um, I will mention that, like Ernie mentioned, that there was uh, WhatsApp used the same technology, which is the Signal protocol, which is you know, so widely regarded by, you know, Team, um, John Hopkins University, like Andy Green, whatever, they all say, oh, this is the most amazing thing, whatever, that's fine. Um, WhatsApp uses that technology. Facebook Messenger now, if you're using it on mobile, also has where you can encrypt using the signal protocol um, that will it only exist on your phone. It's not something that's cross-platform. Honestly, I think Messenger becomes kind of meaningless when it's not something that you can access from every device. But anyway, but you could use it. But something I want to bring up is that Fit. Like I mentioned, the, the creator of Signal, Maxime Marone Spike, he uses very careful language. Nobody ever really calls him out on it. I like to. But he says it's a good implementation. He doesn't say it's great. He doesn't say it's perfect when, they, when these companies like, like Facebook, which is also a tech, um, you know, implement the Signal protocol into their messaging system. He says it's good. And there's a lot, there, there's some evidence to suggest that even though they're using the Signal protocol, Facebook is you know, doing some monkey business in the code that is allowing for, uh, you know, still allowing to see what's happening even though you're technically using the signal protocol. Uh, so I'm very, very cautious about that. If you want to use signal, just use signal. Just because somebody asks us to use the signal protocol, I do not recommend using that whatsoever. Uh, just, just use the, you know, the raw dog version of it. <laughs> Um, so now, uh, another app to consider. So with messaging, it's pretty much signal across the board. I don't really recommend any other one. I mean, there's lots of great messaging apps, but I mean, a lot of their, um, a lot of their, their encryption, like there's what's a line messenger. Anybody here ever heard of line messenger? One person because I use it with her. Okay, so there, there we go. There we go. That guy just travels the world. Uh, so, uh, but line messenger, very popular in Japan. Like so, like great music. It's you know, like eighth level or something. Japan. Uh, and it has its own little like, encryption, but it's not 100% open source. So because it's not 100% open source, do you know that it's actually doing what it's doing? No, you don't. And even if you can't read, how many people here are coders? How many people here are coders? Hell yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, if you're not a coder, that's fine. We, we all know these perfect. We all have to do our best. So 
Yeah, so if you're a coder, I mean, or if you're not a coder, well, how do I know? Okay, it's open source, that's great. So that means that I, since it's open source, the open source means you can see the code, you can verify it for yourself. Um, how do I know? Well, you kind of trust the geeks. I mean, you feel a little more confident with people sitting in this room with you because, I mean, hey, we're all here for kind of shared reason of liberty, I assume, unless there's FBI agents here. If you're an FBI agent, raise your hand. Woo, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway. <laughs> My name is Brian Sovereign, if you did it earlier. S O V R Y N, Sovereign, it's all the So anyway, you, you do what's called trusting geeks, meaning that you, you know, you're hopeful that there's people out there that are honest, uh, and that when they say they checked it out, and they have, like, say, a couple decades on of checking that code, uh, that they're legit and that they need. So certainly there's trust to be had involved. Okay, um, so we're going we're gonna to have to get into questions here pretty quick. Um, but anyway, the last app that I want to mention to you, these are the two big things. Like I said, minimize the amount of data that you send out to people, particularly Google, uh, is an important one. Use Signal. The last one I want to mention is that open keychain app that I told you about. Okay, but you don't want to just use open keychain. You want to use open keychain and uh, canine mail. This is if you have an Android device. Um, and open keychain will help you create your PGP key. And then canine mail has a very nice setting with it. That will allow you to, uh, you know, to like instantly set up where open keychain and uh, are synergistic. And it will automatically send your emails that it has encrypted and it will send your PGP key to public uh, along with them as well. So those are, those are the two main apps. If you walk away with nothing else, I want you to do those. But uh, let's get to the QA real quick. I just want to mention, I'll mention it again at the end. If you want to know about other apps and other things you want to use and why you want to be concerned about all of this, um, I, a book literally yesterday, my first book came out. It's called Dark Android 2017 Edition. Uh, this is a book that will updated regularly because all of these changes they had in five minutes. So do, do pick up if you want to just go to darkandroid.info and you can get a copy of the book. And all, all the information in that is very helpful to iOS users as well as desktop users. Uh, but it talks about how it has you know, screenshots and it has pictures, lots of pictures. If you love picture books, you're going to love this one. So <laughs> it's only $2.99 if you want to pick that up, uh, that's helpful as well. So let's get to the Q&A and whoo, start off with uh, Daryl W. Perry, FEP.cc. So I've got a couple of questions, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. You mentioned a couple of messaging apps. What are your thoughts very quickly on Wire and Riot? Wire or Riot, yes, okay. So Wire, just, just this past summer, if I'm right, finally became open source. I didn't recommend it before that because it wasn't. My other concern with Wire, I think Wire is largely fine. Just like there's another one called Telegram. Well, uh, that's a whole other conversation, I'll say that. Um, but Wire, so Wire is cross-platform, and the concern there is that, okay, you've got this great encryption, but with, with great encryption, or with it being cross-platform, you have to, somewhere there has to be a handshake of the public, of the keys. Okay, public and private and whatever. And I'm not 100% confident in how I see them do the handshake. Uh, you know, to guarantee that that encryption is happening client-side, which is really important. You want client-side means it happens on your device. It's not happening on the server. As soon as it gets to somebody else's server, if it's not encrypted, screw it. Like, you know, it's pretty meaningless that you have any kind of encryption. So I'm, I'm a little sketchy on that, but largely I think it's fine. Uh, what was the order? Oh, Riot. Riot. Okay, so Riot is this IRC alternative. Uh, effectively, it's kind of like an open source, more secure version of uh, Slack. How many people here use Slack? 
I guess so. All right. Uh, well, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. What's that? Use right. Use right. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing. Some zero, some game, right? You use them all. So, anyway, you know, I don't mind. That's okay. Uh, but Riot, um, it's still in beta, so don't trust them with your life, but I like what they're doing. Um, though I still regularly use IRC, Internet Relay, Chat, still a thing, folks. I recommend it. So, there you go, what else? And the second part, I listen to basically everything that you come out with, even all of the Patreon content that you say, I don't know how you listen to all of it. Look how good this guy looks now. I mean, really. If you've ever seen him in past years, it's all because he listens to my show and his handbook. He did great work. And Penn Sunday School. Yeah, there you go. I know you recommend, in addition to Bitcoin, people use Dash and Zcash. I don't recommend. Well, go for it. Okay, well, in addition to, as far as cryptos, the three that I sure do recommend are Bitcoin, Dash, and Zcash. I have yet to find a Zcash wallet for an Android device. Is there one? And do you recommend it? So there might be people that work for Zcash in this audience. And I want to be very careful what I say around that. I know. Well, so so first off, correct. The three cryptos I generally recommend are Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Zcash. Definitely Zcash. Zcash is wonderful. I'm not paid by them. I wish I was. not. Uh, but anyway, so there's no wallet for Zcash for Android. Zcash has, has some very high technical, well, not problems, uh, technical requirements that a mobile device running it is, yeah. uh, So JAX, though, the JAX wallet, which is available for Android, which right now there's some concerns around JAX, uh, does accept Zcash. You know, we have to do a whole talk on Zcash. Maybe that's something we can get into if you want it at the workshop. We could definitely get those that kind of question more answered. Uh, but I just want to say quickly, I'm definitely a guy that's a big believer in not relying on mobile devices so much. Um, I think laptops, and concentrating on your laptop as your mode of communication, your mode of interaction with the online world, and not carrying your smartphone around with you all the time is one of the most basic and easiest ways to get serious uh, privacy and security in your life because you have so much more control of the hardware and the software uh, with that. And you can do more, and you can have Z casual on the laptop. Very nice. Anyway, Lynn. Round of applause for Lynn, please. Amazing moment. Amazing story. Lynn, question. Go for it. Hopefully, it's not a stupid question in this group. No, only stupid people. No, I'm kidding. You mentioned that even if you're not holding your phone and somebody is 10 yards away, that what you're saying can be heard. How far away do they have to be that they won't be heard for? If you're in your house and you've got the devices in it and the door's closed or something, I mean, what, where do you, what, at what point of isolation do you have to get to? to um, yeah, it is even possible. Really? You know, uh, and so part of the, one of the things, you know, I talk about PGP. Um, that's not a crazy question at all. It's great. It just doesn't have, like, like I don't have, a, I definitely don't have a specific yardage, you know, to answer that. But I can say the precision at which they can use microphones. Uh, PGP keys, or PGP encryption, there was a flaw in uh, uh, open PGP that allowed, um, like if your smartphone was, say, sitting on your desk and you were typing something, you could actually you could hear kind of the, the inner workings of your audio technical, and it could, it could tell what your key, what your private key was when you were typing on a PGP key. So, I mean, that's really high precision. Uh, that's a general, sort of general, 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 general
Okay, so um, so I mentioned that book, Dark Android. I started a few years ago, it's called the Dark Android Project, which is what you can do to actually achieve this anonymity privacy and security. Okay. Um, and the the thing is is that like, you can't use a SIM card. Right? Because SIM cards, like we you know that Jamalto, uh, whatever, like all their keys in Android to the NSA So hooking up SIM cards problem. So like the combination of tablet and dumb phone, you know, flip phone and all yeah. that, I think it's a great idea. Uh, but yeah, I would not I would only have your tablet connect to Wi-Fi. But I mean even that there's there's a lot of challenges. That was something we could talk about. Public Wi-Fi is problematic, I think, that you're getting at. Well, it can be, it can be, but Wi-Fi. The problem is that uh, Wi-Fi, 99% of Wi-Fi uh, radios, antennas, you know, the chips in your system uh, are are closed source. They're not open source, so we don't know what exactly is going on. So that's the problem. So thank you. Uh, sorry, I got time for maybe one more real quick, and then I can do that. We got a guy on the other side. What's that? Oh, oh, please, go for it. All you. Please. I, I, I should probably defer because mine is more like for laptops. So I'm no, that's fine. Laptops is good. You can wait. Let's do it. Okay, so short of doing an Edward Snowden where I have an AirGap machine that isn't really useful to me in the networking environment anymore, how do you. I mean, I, I get the impression that the only way you can be sure at this point is to buy a brand new machine and set it up from day one mm -hmm. to be secure. But even then, it's like, I mean, I go to the Tor website, I download Tor. I mean, Seems to me if I was government, I would be making blocks and blocks and core and then like sure. putting them on my list of who to get into, right? So I mean, how do you go about from scratch building a secure machine? Okay, so this is how we start. And, and oh, keep listening. Bear with me here. You go in your bed here. You find that little pile of sand. Okay. You get a letter and you start making your own process. No, <laughs> I'm totally kidding about that. No, it's a completely valid question. Um, this is where that anonymity comes in. Like I was just reading about, we will get to the last question. Uh, this is that anonymity I was talking about with reading from CDS, where like how you have to set that up, how you have to, how you have to make it go. Uh, the first thing I'll recommend as far as laptops is you want to get what's called the Eberboot. Um, there's a few different companies out there that sell these. Minifree.org is one. Um, they will sell different models. The T, let's see, there's a T400, maybe the T500, the X200, X220. And these are, these are, we talked about that open source. Most laptops today have, in fact, there, there have been, we've recently found out some of the concerns over modern laptop, or modern processors, computer processors from Intel specifically, since about 2010, 2011. Um, there's a lot of closed source kernel action, like, like closed source stuff happening inside of your laptop that you have no control over. Leaperboots, however, are the one computer where everything has been open source and backwards, you know, that they did reverse engineering on it so that it can still do everything a modern computer can do. Uh, but there's, there's whole blocks in your processors like, that you just don't want to have no control over. And can be used against you. In fact, just in the past couple months, we found out we were, it was verified that Intel was able to do that with the group of things for management that they could just take completely over your, your computer. So if you want to consider leaving, that's the way to start that process. Uh, and then look into physical actions of Connecting and uh, Let's go with this guy right here, then we'll wrap it up. Thanks. Um, not too long ago, we introduced an uh, article about um, Signal being detectable by the NSA. Have you heard of that? That Signal is detectable by not the Vault 7 stuff? Because we just went. Go ahead. Like maybe April? Yes, like that. Okay, so this was a huge snafu on the part of tech journalism, like a major, major snafu. 
And this has to do with Vault 7 leaks uh, from, from WikiLeaks. And their claim was that signal's broken, WhatsApp's broken, Telegram's broken, they're all broken. Now, what was broken was older versions, and significantly, or, well, in tech terms, you know, two years, significantly older versions of Android were, were crackable to where you could see what was happening, what question typing, say, on Signal, um, or Telegram, or any of these messaging apps. However, Signal itself is, has not been cracked by the NSA. At least, I mean, unless they haven't asked in a couple days, I, 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 I wouldn't know. But I think I know what you're talking about. I think it's all to play. And they and open whisper systems went right at them and said, wait, what are you talking about? Show us the evidence. And, and finally they had to fess up and say, oh, yeah, we meant Android. What about Wicker? Wicker, closed source, but not a bad idea. I mean, good people behind it. Corey Dockerow, who I recommend, boy, if you want to start reading about people that have this privacy mindset and all that, Corey Dockerow's books are top notch. Just some of the best. I don't care for some of his end game solutions because they get political, but that's just. So anyway, uh, that's it. That's thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, just in that, just in that double-rested tent over there. Um, there, there will be a workshop. I'll be there for an hour along with uh, some other amazing people that can help you out with it. You know, we'll be talking about the stuff if you want and other things. Um, please check out SolidTech. That's will be ryantech.com. And if you want to grab my book. DarkAndRight.info, great way to get started on all this. For anybody at any technical level, thank you again so much.